the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Just on the tram here, you were waiting at my house. Yeah. Asked if I had any booze, and I said, not really. Then listed literally every <laughs> type of booze Everything. apart from Guinness. So I went to the shops <laughs> and got some Guinness. On the tram, mm-hmm. this vagrant homeless dude, mm. quite young, so sort of like 30s, 40s, and really doing it tough, sort of chuntering to himself. And I was sort of half looking him up and down, thinking, oh, you poor bastard. Mm. Goes to get off, turns around directly in my face. No malice, nothing angry, but like he knew me and could hear my conscience, just looks at me. This happened five minutes ago. Looks at me and just goes, try harder. <laughs> Got off the tram. What do you mean? Was it directed at you or was it directed Mate, at the he tram? Was, he was an inch from my face. He had been walking around up the other end of the carriage, so nowhere near me, but I had half an eye on him. And then he just came up. And at one point I thought he had headphones in. Because he would sort of have a little, like, wouldn't have thought so, like, reaction mm. to someone. And then just as the doors are opening behind him, he turns around to me, faces me, right in my grill. Like, could smell my breakfast. Could hear what I was thinking. Just went, try harder. Fucking hell. You know what the worst part was? I was like, he's right. <laughs> he's completely spot on. <laughs> Young homeless guy slumming it on the streets. Like, it he's is so sugar A coming from your headphones. Try harder. <laughs> Try, Try harder. Can you believe it? That is so intense. Isn't it? Because you know what else? It assumes that I am trying. It means I am trying, just not hard enough. It's like, hey, mate, I see what you're doing. Be better. Okay, mate, do you want to like borrow my thongs? Because you clearly haven't washed in months. Try Are you sure harder. you haven't met him before? You don't know him? He doesn't you know what's familiar. weird is when the doors opened, because they were glass doors, he just disappeared. As the doors opened and closed, he said, goodbye, son. No, he was my age. <laughs> it might have just been a reflection. He just disappeared into the vapour. <laughs> Try harder. What? Try harder. There you go. Wow. Do you feel like you're going to try harder? No. Nah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not taking life advice from old mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, has it done your wonders, has it, mate? All that effort. <laughs> Maybe try less. Fall ass over backwards. I'm going home to my warm house. Fuck. <laughs> 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 fucking shit me uh, You just break the chair. Try harder, chair. Try harder. <laughs> Right. Over, under, proper. Hit me. Over, under, proper rated. 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 Been doing my head in all week, and I'm not even sure if it's an over/under prop. It's just why hasn't it been updated? Mm. Key rings, key rings. What's the deal? Why haven't they made that better? You know how fucking hard it is trying to get a fucking key on the thing. Oh, the key onto the key, a key onto ring. Onto the key ring. Surely there's another mechanism that we could fucking change that could help us become better with keys. So, I guess the over/under prop is. Key rings overrated. Key rings overrated. But why, why isn't there a technology? Cha- why isn't there technology where you can like I don't know fucking magnetize it, it to your to your fucking phone? Is that or... what fobs are? I don't know. It's, you've still got to put that on racist? a keychain. No, I said fobs. So <laughs> hey, I'm with you. Great music. Great music. Great music. Like everything changes. We're all fucking sure. You know, they can put a man all... on the moon and we can watch porn on our phone. But exactly. This, but we're key, still trying to get the fucking uh, key on the thing. Uh, uh, and you got to use your teeth and yeah. Oh. You know what gets me with the keys cutting? Sure. You go to a key cutting joint. Yeah. 
t- I tell you what, who's putting keys in with? No one. They got those little hands. The people with the little hands. Excuse me. And then the people with the little hands. How are they using keys? How are they getting in the house? Smaller keys. How are you getting in the house? Smaller. Ke- <laughs> they get through the dog door. <laughs> I actually saw a guy really who was a philithodite. Phil- he had a. <laughs> Felicidite, he had no arms, so he just had body to hands. Uh-huh. So he was like a little, little. he did that a lot. He was harmless. Yeah. He was a little, <laughs> he was harmless. You got out in a and and I saw him in a toilet. Well, I kind of followed him because I wanted to see how he actually pissed. He sounded like a real weirdo so far. <laughs> the bloke you followed into the toilet to see how he would piss. <laughs> well, he was sitting at the bar. And I was thinking, how's he going to drink his beer? So he had a big straw Mate. from his beer. Like one of those giant straws, and then I went to the toilet to check on how he peed, okay. and he has. W- <laughs> Don't say it like it's normal. Don't say so it like str- it's And then I just did the classic thing where you go watch him pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has wires out the top of his shirt that triangulate his penis into the correct spot. No, he doesn't. So his cock's a, marion- a marionette cock. He's got a mar. <laughs> he does a cock puppet. He's got a thunder thunderbird cock. He does. He does that to angle it. Because he's got no arms and he just sort of like... It's like he's playing battleships by himself. Oh, yeah? Put it in A. <laughs> you just sunk my torpedo. Water everywhere. He like angles it in the right spot. And my head was down near his cock saying, this oh, yeah. is incredible <laughs> this is stuff. Yeah. What kind of wire is this? That's like Joseph Zalotti that I went to school with. This is a herd it. But when he broke both arms and he had the novelty two arms out in front of him. Did he have the sticks? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, pretty I sure. Was... In my mind's eye he had that. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, you know what does me with keys? Sure. Key cutting places. Mm-hmm. This isn't advertised anywhere else as a selling point, mm. except for when you get your keys cut. By the way, twofold. Mm. You don't just cut your keys there. You can also fix your shoes up. Yeah, why? Why does they go together? Is this an 80-year-old like migrant's business where it's like, well, I'm good with <laughs> shoes and keys. Mix them together. Three things, all right? Let's go. Key cutting shops. You're going to get me going now. Key cutting shops. They're weird ads. It's always keys cut and shoes. Shoe polish. It's all shoes. Secondly, <laughs> must have one of those spiral pasta spinning signs out the front. <laughs> always. Key cutting, key cutting, key cutting. Yeah, got it. But then why on the window painted every single key shop? Keys cut while you wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair selling point. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you're going to cut them and I get to wait? Wow. Oh, I didn't get the tram before with old mate who told me to try hard. I didn't say 96 tram while you wait. Are you going to go to the doctor? Hey, mate, you've got stage two cancer while you wait for stage three. Everything is while you wait. Everything. Why is that a selling point? By the way, that'd be good if you got told you got cancer, but the doctor's like, but I'll shine your shoes before you leave. And you're like, oh, I've got leukemia, but fuck, the shoes are And good. also, if you get locked out on your way through to radio, here's the key. Everything is while you wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, I want new keys because I'm locked out of my house, but I also really want to wait. Yeah, now this is while Perfect. you wait. This is awesome. Okay, you want to impress me? Don't make me wait. <laughs> Got you going there, didn't oh. I? Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, the footy, the footy was good. I'm glad yeah. we got to talk about it. <laughs> right, this is why we it. shouldn't be in the same room together. Do you want another can? Yeah, let's get it on the can. Okay. All right, and then we'll go straight into it. Yeah. Previously on... Our main story tonight concerns live entertainment. It's a really exciting time for us at the moment. We are fast approaching the big day. Oh, my God. Grand final day. It's it's just absolutely huge. It's, it's unfathomable. This is it. And there's two teams left. It's a special day. Like, the atmosphere, you know, people travel from interstate just to come and watch their teams play. Already I can feel the buzz happening. Everyone's starting to get excited for that one big day of the year. It's a lot busier. There's a natural buzz that is around the ground. The vibe that it brings to the city, and you can really feel it within the walls of the MCG when you walk in. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to go. Been locked up for a year, ten months, and I'm gonna let loose and destroy this place. Up and about. And if you bought or even tried to buy tickets recently, you know those experiences come at a cost. I haven't done this in twenty years. You're looking at five hundred dollars 
per ticket. Oh, listen, what's the cash value of those tickets so I can report it on my income tax? Now that all the tickets have been found, I don't have to hide them anymore. That gambler from Paraguay made up a phony ticket. That means there's one golden ticket still floating around somewhere. Can you imagine the nerve of that guy trying to fool the whole world? Oh, he really was a crook. Hey, you've got it! You've got the last golden ticket! I got a golden ticket! Suddenly half the world is mine! What an amazing thing! Cause I've got a golden ticket! Yeah, that's it, ticket! Got a ticket to ride! My dad's got season tickets! Ticket to ride! Tickets, please! Dude, I'm sure you've got like so many tickets at this point! Jesus! I've got Ultimate nightmare. Ticket hasn't scanned. We come here all the time. It's not a big deal. It doesn't really look that crowded in there. Hey, look, I don't make the rules. Please. No. But I'm not really first in line. I'm not going to go to the end of the fucking line. Who the fuck are you? Hey, man, the line's this long. It's got to be good. I can't let you in because you're old as fuck. Members only. It's a private party. I don't want to belong to any club that will accept me as a member. Don't bring your checkbook. to let in five percent black people that mean if it's 25 people here i get to let in one and a quarter black people so i got a hopeless a black midget in the crowd now i feel guilty i'm sorry i'm sorry my supervisor says there's nothing we can do it had been a lame fuck around a waste of time Welcome to the rock no rear entry i don't understand i made a reservation look we have capacity okay bad news first this place houses a security system that rivals most nuclear missile silos. How am I going in? Through these doors, each of which requires a different six-digit code changed every 12 hours. Past those lies the elevator. This is where it gets tricky. Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Come back tomorrow night and try it again. The elevator won't move without authorized fingerprint identification. Which we can't fake. What's the password? New England clam chowder. Is that the red or the white? I can never remember that. Furthermore, the elevator shaft is rigged with motion detectors. Meaning if we were to manually override the lift, the shaft's exit would lock down automatically and we'd be trapped. Now, once we get down the shaft, though, then it's a piece of cake. Just two more guards with Uzis and the most elaborate vault door ever conceived by man. Tunneling is out. Their sensors monitoring the ground 100 yards in every direction. If a groundhog were to nest there, they'd know about it. Take this rope and pull it apart and tie it together. We're going to repel down. This rope is 60 years old. Will it hold? Don't think so. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. I'm fucked. I know I'm fucked. But it can be done. There was no point in looking back. Fuck no. Not today, thank you kindly. There's no fucking way I'm not getting into this ground. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. I'm here with my partner. We're entertainment, right? What do you what do you what do you got for us? Sonny Jesus, I was watching it on TV. If anyone's gonna get in that fucking joint, it's you. He'll bum rush the fucker. The man on the move, and just sick enough to be totally confident. You got a lot of problems. Oh, in your life Well, they throw in a party For the broken hearted And it's members only tonight And now, the thrilling conclusion of Baby Hello, Sonny, you're on the air And it's members only I go immediately into battle mode. Normally I would go, okay, how do I fix this myself? Instead I was like, nah, cast the net wide. I need boots on the ground. 
So I message you guys and go, it's not scanning. Don't know what's going on. But I just knew if I leave now, the party will die. Like, don't leave the concourse. Don't leave the Do G. Don't walk away from that turnstile physically. Don't go, oh, I'll go to the pub and think about what I'm going to do or maybe do this. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah. Right. The second I turn away from that stadium, it's over, right? Retreat yeah. is not an option. Sure. So, honestly, my mind was like, you know, in a beautiful mind where it's got all the formula. It was that, but instead of algebraic formula, it was like... Yeah, well, what's it? Footballs and dog turn emojis. <laughs> Foxy. <laughs> and Foxy, tinkle tweaking. I'm doing laps right now at the G, right? It's Fort Knox. It's fucking impossible to get into. Is it really? It's, oh, yeah, it's you it, mate. Not... And you look up to and you're like, okay, that's 100 metres of concrete. Like I was going to scale the joint. <laughs> it just is imposing. And if you jump the fence with that card in my pocket, I'm done for. Yeah. Because if I lose that card, it's worse than any, any fate I could have imagined. Yeah. So I'm pacing around. One of my first immediate thoughts is I used to work at the G. I've got old media passes. Mm. Now, they weren't work, but I call my mate M, M and Rochi, friends of the pod. Rochi was on the fizzing pod. He was one of the Carlton fans. One of the greats. Jolly. They live closest, so I don't have to go far. And I know that back in the day as a piss take, a couple of years ago, I gave her like as a present my old media pass, like a card. Like, here you go, didn't have a birthday present. Ha ha. I was like, hey, if I get that media pass... As much as it's hard to break into, I can maybe bum rush the media section where yeah, I used to go so in you're working. and go, yeah, I'm working, I'm working. And then like if someone sees me, I flash the card and try and like, I don't know. I'm the fluffer for Kiss. Yeah, I'm Jean's fluffer. And they're like, really? <laughs> go get your face painted with all the other Sounds kids. Sounds legit. So I call them. They're in the peninsula. You know, good to me. That would have been a good way. Makeup. Yeah. Kiss makeup. I'm actually Jean Simmons. <laughs> to get a fake tongue. <laughs> That would be an amazing heist. Yeah, unbelievable. You end up on stage. Oh, fuck. Well, he's got the high heels on. He must Gene, be. Gene, Gene, who was made for loving us? Line. We'll get to kiss later. So I'm thinking about getting in that way. I know a couple of other people who are in there, and I'm thinking one of the ways you can do it is the old double pass out. Now, I'd back myself in this situation, but someone else doing it is tough. Where what you do is if you need a pass out, you've got to scan out on your phone. Yeah. But if you get two phones and somehow do a little bit of confusion oh, and go, fuck, oh, sorry, no, sorry, wrong phone, whatever. I'm a drug but, dealer, I got the wrong phone. Yeah, it's a burner. You scan both and you get out and then you come back in with two pass outs. So that was one of the options. A friend of the pod, Azza, that I was talking about earlier, yep. he was going to a function and he said, mate, lots of corporate people there with tickets. They might not use one. I'll cast the net there as well. Run into this bloke, Brian, from London. He used to work at a pub my brother managed. Brian. Shout out, Brian. Shout out. So he's a member. He's lining up because at 11 a.m. in about 10 minutes' time, they're releasing these tickets for standing room only, level four for members who don't have tickets. And I was like, mate, this is so stressful. Can you buy me a ticket? What can you do? Blah blah. blah. He's like, no, it's only one each. And then smart ass goes, oh mate, I've got a spare ticket to the pies celebration gig afterwards when we win. Oh fuck off! Not helping, Brian. (laughs) Not helping, Brian. Because I'm cutting laps of Fort Knox here, thinking about how I can like get one. What are those things that Batman has, the three-pronged thing that he throws with the rope and it just always works the, the second prong. time? Never the, the first time. So I'm thinking about bat-pronging in. I'm like, <laughs> all right, cheers. Not helpful, Brian. I love that you actually thought that I could climb something here. I don't know what I was thinking. It was honestly, my synapses were firing. So Choco, great friend of the pod. Right. Everyone knows the East Burwood Rams story. He's also a Pies fan. He'd sent a photo a few hours earlier. He'd lined up at 4.30 in the morning to get in and get his seat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, he's inside. Maybe he'll be able to do a a shifty with a pass out or something. So I call him. He's like, nah, mate, I've gone back home with my pass out. But wife Renee, shout out in the prayer. Shout out. She's a member. And at 11 a.m., those tickets go on sale. So she says, do you want me to buy you one? I'll give, because you've got to show your physical membership sure. when you come in. I'll give my membership to Choco. He'll come in with both the ticket and the membership. It's like, yes, you oh. line up on Ticket Tech now and start doing that. Then we've got friend of the pod, Simo, the social condom. He had four social pass outs. Cheers. No one needs four frangers, mate. Come on, do me a favour. <laughs> Either you're a mad root or you don't trust the product. <laughs> so Brod's on the phone to me. Mate, honestly, I needed seven phones. He's talking to me about maybe being able to scan in on one of those passes. So a lot of irons in the fire. And I don't want to drag Jezza into this at this point. Mm. He's done enough. Mm. 
I get a phone call and I'm answering everything and also just balls in the air. Get a phone call, it's Jez. Sonny, I'm washing some paint off my hands. Once that paint's off, I'm getting on the train. I'll be there in 48 minutes and I will sort this out. I was like, mate, you don't have to do that. Don't worry about it. We'll do this. And he just basically hung up. He's like, it's happening. Jezza is having his own little Saturday off at home, doing some work around the house, painting, cleans himself up in a jiffy, jumps on the train from Oakley and decides I'm coming in. I'll sort this out. Because in my head, I was like, okay, it's not, it's not a facial recognition thing. No. The card's not That's stopping right. because it's not me. They don't check cards on Grand Final Day. No, none no, of that. No. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe his membership's due or he hasn't renewed or whatever. I think it's a clerical error. At this point, I've got 40-odd minutes, and the waiting for Jezza is is How brutal. long did that feel? You know what? I knew I had to keep my mind busy and alert. Jezza's the safety net. Yeah. He's the main reason I'll be able to get in. But if that fails... I need plant B and C. I'm burning time now. Yeah. I need to run across the high wire knowing I've got the safety net. And I've already got Renee on the go. I've got Azza on the go. At this point, I'm thinking I might end up buying six tickets and be broke here, but I'm getting into that game, right? <laughs> and at this point, it's really funny. All the advice that I was getting through the Fan Fears podcast about the footy started reverberating in my head. You had said, don't let the first few goals dictate your emotions mm. of the game. This is the game for me. Getting in is the game now. And the first few goals have definitely gone against me. Don't let that dictate your emotions. Love man. it. Keep firing up here. Love Keep it. coming back. Keep going. Love your it. Your brother, I remember him saying, yeah, they're rare as rocking your shit. They're really hard to get. But if you're a real fan, if you really want a ticket, you will get one. <sighs> and I'm thinking, okay, fuck, let's do this. I'm going to get one. So it's at that point, just to keep my mind active and keep options open, I see a little uh, outdoor broadcast. Of, I think it was Channel 9 doing some filming stuff. And they're about to sort of start packing up. So just interviewing people walking around the concourse, like, yeah, go pies, yeah, go lions, rah, rah, bullshit. So I'll go up to the camo and I introduce myself, pretending I know him, kept it vague. <laughs> what the fuck? Kept it real vague. I'm like, mate, get AOA. He's like, yeah, good. I go, hey, do, do I know you from working on the cricket and the footy? Or was it back on the deal or no deal days? I just threw everything out there. Wow. Because I figure he's on the footy today, he's done it before. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah probably. Probably the footy, I guess. So he's wary, but he was he was friendly. And I just immediately pounce. I go, yeah, no worries, because he's not around anyone else. He's just sort of standing there with a camera rig on his shoulders. I go, yeah, I reckon maybe it was the footy, maybe the cricket. Didn't know him at all? Nah. <laughs> I go, yeah, I go, mate, I'll give you 500 bucks if you bump me in in your case. <laughs> what a madman. He's like, sorry, what? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. He goes, what? I go, you, you carry your camera rig on your chest? I know the case is big enough. Guy. Who are you, Andy Dufresne? What oh, is going mate. on here? I'm like, consider me smash mouth. That's a coffin. Get me in there. I didn't want to push it, thankfully, because he just sort of blankly stared at me. He's like, no, nah, nah, I can't do it, mate. Like, he was really nice. Like, I'm really sorry. I can't do it. Like, this is his grand final too. This is his career. <laughs> I'm thinking, nah, he'll just say yes for 500 bucks. Cheers. Dude's getting paid four figures oh and it's his God. career. Because I know the concourse that they go down to. I yeah. tried one more thing. I was like, mate, I know you're going to get straight down to that lift. I'll hop out as soon as guys kept bumping out. Blah, blah. Don't worry. If they open the thing, I'll be dressed as James Simmons. So it'll be fine. I've got the face paint on me. <laughs> I'll hop out. I don't even know who you are. I just bullshitted to pretend I know you. So I can't tell them who did it. It's going to be fine. So he says no. I'm like, no worries. So I'm waiting for Jez and I'm busting for a piss the whole time. I just remember distinctly busting for a piss. Jezza arrives. Typical no frills, no calling, no texting ahead. Where are you? No he chance. Just materializes Disgusts in front of me. Phones. Disgusts them. If you have your phone out at the table. Oh, no, good. He goes, Fucking oath. Get rid of it. Oh, I love him even more oh. if possible. Anyway. Oh. Mum was away for a week, by the way, and he ate Chinese takeaway seven nights in a row. See, man of the people. <laughs> About time they got a leg up. I run him through what I've said yep. and all the options, and he's just, mate. Yeah, how was he? Calm as you like. At first, he had a bit of your brothers about him where he was like, mate, I'm really sorry this has happened. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, mate? Are you fucking kidding me? You've just got to train from I won't run through why you shouldn't be sorry, but no. I run him through all the stuff. It was it was actually good. little debrief. Yeah. 
calmly, one yep. minute, here's what happened, here's what I didn't scan. Yep. I asked him, I said, is it a clerical thing? You're right, like, if, if it's your fees are due or whatever, I'll pay for them. I don't care. He goes, mate, I checked on the train on the way in, Sonny. Money's gone through months ago. I don't know what the issue is, but I'm going to sort it out. Give me the card. He walks towards the window. I go, mate, You're I'll, watching him like a whore? Well, I said, I won't walk with you. I'll stay around gate four. And you go to gate three or whatever. And he looks at me and goes, you know where we just met, don't you? No. He goes, next to the Lee Matthews statue. He's a mad Hawks fan, Lee Matthews, arguably greatest player ever for the Hawks. Brisbane oh, connection, three-peat coach. I'm like, oh, don't jinx it, man. Because the whole way there, I didn't want to say anything about anything. I didn't want to jinx a thing because I knew this would happen. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh, it's an omen, but let's not fucking jinx it, Jez. Yeah, you've tried to get in a box. I'll do anything. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? So he approaches the counter around sure. the corner. I haven't seen what's going on. The tactic is he's going to try and scan it. Do what you did. Do what what's I did. And if on? he gets in, maybe he gets a pass out and gives it to me. Sure. If not, we work Plenty it out. Plenty of options. So he goes there and, mate, waiting for him to come back. It would have only been 10 minutes at the most, but it was like waiting for the jury mm. to return with a verdict over a triple murder charge. I'm either walking out of that courtroom, a happy man, or I'm in the orange overalls <laughs> until I'm dead. And also not knowing if I've committed the crime or not. I'm not like, oh, you've, you can't incarcerate. I'm like, maybe I am guilty. You don't I even just, know. It was, I was so frazzled, right? Yeah. He comes around. Have they reached a verdict? He looks at me and he goes, mate, here's a ticket. Gives me a physical paper ticket. Barcode, MCC. He goes, that's going to scan you straight in. I'm like, what happened? You know what it was? The card that we were using, the physical card, lasts for 10 years. It expired six weeks ago. Unbelievable. Un You've got to be fucking believable. kidding me, So he gives me the paper ticket. All right, we're on here. Did the paper ticket feel a bit like, this isn't going to work? No, you know what it felt like? It was very liberating, very freeing, emancipating. I thought, no, this is good because I give him his card back. Oh, it's got nothing to do with him. Worst case scenario, I'm going to jump the turnstile. And, and nothing comes back to him. Someone gets me security, cops, I'll just eat the ticket. <laughs> what, are they going to, like, get a stool sample? Is that Jerry with a G or a J? They're not going to go, like, he ate corn last night. They're not going to know. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, sweet, my biggest fear is gone. He's got the card. Sure. I have a ticket that may scan me in. Go to the counter. Scan. Same thing. No good. Bullshit. Yeah. <gasps> Go again. No good. I'm like, okay. And I talk to the bloke. I go, mate, what's going on? Just went to the counter. My card's expired, blah, blah, blah. Got this paper one. He goes, you're going to have to go back to the counter, mate. Fuck off. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, not a fucking chance because Jez has just left. <laughs> and i am now got this paper ticket. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to just jump the fence here or do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I spotted disabled entrance and there's a bloke with a handheld scanner. I thought I'll check that because I remember back in the day doing tickets, sometimes the handheld scanner is easier to pick up on because it's yeah. not off a bit the of The machine probably doesn't recognise the paper yet. So I'm waiting behind this dude in a wheelchair. I'm at one point thinking, do I pretend I'm with him and push him? Do you somehow get in the wheelchair? Yeah, no, I, I just put the Ace of Spades card in his spokes. And so I was like, <laughs> rip it up, yo! Spooky dogs. So anyway. You could have wheeled him in. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was dead set thinking like, I'm should I carer. wheel him in? Yeah. But he had a carer. I was like, can I knock the carer out? <laughs> can I kill the carer? You have one handle each? Nah, there's two of us, mate. Or maybe go to the carer. Hey, mate, while you're there, you want to wheel me in? <laughs> Do I know you from Deal or No Deal? Was it Deal or No Deal cricket or when I tried to get you to put me in your equipment case? <laughs> On grand final day. Yeah, mate. What if he just said yes, that like, Yeah, mate, hop in. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> you That's how psychotic I was. I would have been like, Mental. yeah, I knew that would work. Let's go. Mental. So anyway, he scans it. Oh, mate, it works. <gasps> I go in, immediately call Jez. Lip starts trembling. I'm like, Jez, mate, <laughs> you wouldn't believe where I'm calling you from. Sonny, I know exactly where you're calling me from. I didn't leave until I saw you go through the turnstiles. Turn around. You. He's 50 metres away, back on the Jollymont grass, just staring, gives me a nod, turns on his heels, train back to Oakley. 
Is he just a... Mate, it was like the end of the monorail episode, Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) My work here is done. (laughs) I was. Well, my work is done here. What do you mean your work is done? You didn't do anything. (laughs) Didn't I? My work here is done. Dead set fucking hero. Absolute hero. And now it's perfect because I don't have a card to lose, you know. Like I said, I'd eat the paper. So I go straight to the bar downstairs, bull ring bar, no frills that joint, easy. Mad, love it down there. Walk in, bang, pint me. Guy behind the bar, overtly camp dude, looks at me and goes, oh, Brisbane fans drink for free. And I was like, ha ha, very good. I bet you say that to all the Pies fans as well. Anyway, gives me a glass handle, frosty pint of draft, like the elixir of life. (laughs) (laughs) And then it, it comes up at the price and it's seven bucks and I scan it and the chick next to him goes, what are you doing? He goes, he gets stuffed prices today. And I was like, how good's wow. this, right? I think she was a Pies fan and he was taking the piss out of her or whatever it was. Seven bucks. I know, thanks for coming. Start putting it down. It's not touching the sides. I can't believe I'm in there. I don't have any paper trail. I'm laughing. Run into friend of the pod, Matty Oye's cousin, Paulie, legend. Have a cool. beer with him. And then I hear from behind me, but towards the bar, I hear, how'd they let you in here, man? And it's a young fella whose name I want to tell you, but I feel like I should beep it out. But I'll tell you just because it's such a great name. Cool. That's not his name. That's his name. We won't what, get into it. What, full name? Full name. What, real name? Real name. What, Mr. From the family? Yeah. He's a young fella from my cricket club. He's a gun bat. Came through in my coaching days. Bad name. So he was sort of under my tutelage and around the traps and training and stuff. And he was just shocked I was in there looking at me going, you're wearing shoes? <laughs> and a shirt Who are you with I go nah I'm solo And I tell him the story And he's listening the whole time He just smiles And he goes Sometimes it's your day Hey man oh. He'd be about 20 or 21 I go I know And he goes well You know which till to come to today So we finish our pints And I go to him I go three more please And he just puts them down And just gives me a smile and a nod Turns around I've got into the G grand final day You're not paying for beer Free ticket, free oh piss, grand final. Oh, my God. Game on. Game on, LaFleur. Holy on. shit. Game on. Game on. Game on. By the way, for a 20-year-old, that is very, very, very sharp that he's giving out free piss. This new generation, they're pathetic. Has he cut through the patheticness? He well and truly cuts through because he's also yeah. had other mates of ours from the cricket club who were Richmond fans, and when they did the three-peat, he goes, mate, oh, fuck it, I'll throw them under the bus. The Delahunt brothers, he goes, mate, when the Delahunts were in here, I nearly had to designate a, a keg to them. They did it three years running. Don't you worry about your three pints, pal. Fucking unreal. So I go to, I watch Kiss with Jake, friend of the pod who was on the Fizzing fan sure. pod. Oh, wow. He was fantastic. Collingwood fan. Brilliant. Go and watch Kiss with him. I take a few cans out with me, smuggle them. So I've got my bag. So I go, do me a favour, couple of cans, don't open them. Put them in the bag. Try it out. <laughs> so we watched Kiss together. What do you think of Kiss in the end? What are your thoughts on them? I was wrong. I, I think they were unreal. They did really well with the kids as well. The kids was a really nice touch and Daylight Kiss worked. Daylight Kiss worked. It of, worked. A lot of pyro though. More pyro. Go into the crowd. Burn a few people in the crowd. <laughs> I want third degrees. Somebody was cremated. <laughs> so I got into the ground and died Yeah, from third degree burns. I, they were f- unreal. I don't think it really captured on screen how much pyro there was. And I'll tell you one thing that they missed. Yeah. They missed the guitar smash on TV. He did the wind up yeah. three times. And then they missed the guitar smash. Come on, guys. What are they doing? Do you reckon in the rehearsal they're like, no, I'm going to turn this thing into confetti, but <laughs> it's actually like an old Fender that I want to keep for the rehearsal. That's, that's my... What is that voice? It's my Peter Chris. Hi, how are you going? Hi. <laughs> my nose is gone from all the cocaine over the years. Yeah. They were unbelievable. They were fucking really good. I was really worried good. about the flames at one point. Jake and I decided that maybe they've got a bit of early onset dementia and the flames were sort of a Pavlovian response. Like they were <laughs> chorus cues. So I was like, all right, Gene, when the flames kick in, it's either I was made for loving you 
or <laughs> I want to rock and roll all night long. So is it a bit like um, uh, SOS? <laughs> it's a bit like SOS. 100%. <laughs> It's just flames. Two flames. Oh, okay. <laughs> just constant flames. I tell you what I did. I really rookied and really overthought naively was how fucking many bangers they've got. They've fucking got some great songs, Kiss. Perfect for stadium. They're a stadium rock band. Stadium band. The other thing is when they started, as I said to friend of the pod, Jake, yeah. don't reckon they're going to get to your B-side. <laughs> no. He's such a good music head. He looks at me and goes, I'll be stunned if they play more than three tunes. Yeah. And this was just they're about to start. And I was like, three tunes is fuck all. They played three songs. It was perfect. 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 And they're like, they got a mixture of disco, the disco drumming with the rock. It's fucking unreal. And yeah. I was very, very, I was sitting there smiling. And all I said to myself was, fuck, <laughs> really good. Really good. The bloke in front of you was staring back at you. <laughs> how good a kiss. Hey, Pendles, how good a kiss. I'll tell you what, just quickly, the next night, banging grand final. Sure. Just put the Tina Turner musical entourage in the shade. Didn't that stink? You got Kiss, 60-year veteran stadium band, or a tribute act of someone in a wig <laughs> doing Nutbush. It was bad. Nutbush was bad. We were at the pub the next night and the bloke behind the bar puts it on, heard about a second of it and just went bang, took the volume back and he goes, all right, got a little taste of it, that'll do. I needed to wheel Tina out. Dead Tina. <laughs> Somebody will Tina. That would have been really confusing if she came out and did Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. Dead Tina came out and did Smash Mouth. Well, I think, unfortunately, Ike used to do Smash Mouth. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. Too late. Do you reckon it was an open coffin and he was like, his fist started tingling as he walked past? <laughs> Don't! <laughs> she had a lot of hits. Yeah, mainly from Ike. <laughs> That dance move, she'd run across the stage and put her hands up like that. That's the arc. That's the protection. <laughs> Visual mean. Visual mean. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. So anyway. Pre-game fears, there's just pricks everywhere. I'm in there, it's amped to the max. Everyone's just screaming at each other. The electricity is visceral. Sure. I go, shoes off, I'm out. After Jake, we embrace. Did you have thongs on you? Were the thongs in the back of the pants? Where were the thongs? Thongs in a little bag. So I didn't need the tune sunnies at all. Could have put the headphones in there. What a drip. <laughs> Got me footy record on the way in. Yeah, things are coming. Won't be looking at that ever again. Bit of reef oil. Big hot day. <laughs> Like refoil, like you wrapped yourself in foil. Oh, foil, yeah. I don't want that fucking 5G stuff in my veins. I'm not a weirdo. I just want to tan up. A bit of refoil. I thought I'd be there from eight in the morning. I'm like, fuck it. Going back to you having trouble getting in, the best thing you did was be get there so early. If I get there at midday, imagine you don't get in. You're not in there. If I get there at 12, 12 30, I'm not in. You're covered in refoil and Jollymont Park. There's an overwhelming sense of the fact that this was. On paper, hey, we lost by a kick, basically. It's a depressing day. It's one of the greatest days I've had as a sports fan sure. of all time. Well, sh should we get into the game? How well, let's you... get into yeah. that because I get the thongs on. <laughs> I'm tough going it with the jersey. I go to my spot where I stand. It's so heaving right now, by the way. Fucking pumps, doesn't it? Heaving. I think it's the biggest crowd I've ever been in. It was 100,024. I don't think I've been in over 100. I've been in a lot of late 90s. I don't think I've ever been in over 100. I'm not sure. Maybe it could be wrong. I go to go to the standing area, and the standing area is heaving, chockers, sardines, and old mate security goes, nah, mate, you can't stand in here. We're not letting anyone stand. I just looked at him. I was like, mate. Get out of the fucking way. I just escaped Pentridge the last hour. <laughs> You're not going to ping me for not having me Mikey on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just swam under Sydney Harbour. You're going to ping me for not being able to prove I'm a concession on my Opal card. Like, yeah, mate, no worries. So I just walk straight in and fucking calm down. <laughs> Honestly, I've got the keys to the city. If only I had a key ring for them. <laughs> keys to the city while you wait. 
Yeah, I've been waiting 20 years. Cheers. There's just fears. Everyone's yelling. Everyone's butt slapping. Everyone's doing this. Yeah. The weirdest thing and the best thing, the three minutes before the bounce, because they have that three-minute warning siren, everything changes. Everything. There's a pump-up tune underneath. Isn't that siren just – it's terrifying. It tingles the rib cage. It does. It tingles the balls. It can be relief if your team's up, and it can be anxiety in advance. It's just (laughs) – the guys who do the siren, the timekeepers are hilarious, by the way, little aside, when I worked there. They're in the corner, and when I used to do the footy right next to them, and they've got, I kid you not, there's two of them. They're official timekeepers. So when the ball goes out, they hear the, the umpire in their ear, and they'll be like, still alive, still alive, still alive, off! Good, good, mate, good, mate, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> no they, way! Yeah, and they pat each other and then ball in, and be like, and live, and live, and live, and still going. Because one's watching the game, one's watching the clock. Wow. When they press it, they basically shake hands like they've had a good game. But the best part is, there's the two of them, but they are separated by a velvet rope. Why? Why not? <laughs> okay, I'll answer both. Why is... Over under proper. Oh, way overrated. <laughs> We're going to put a velvet rope there, guys. What? So they're sitting next to each other. Everyone's sitting in the row. So the front row has about six seats. The two on the right are the siren. You might have the producer down the front, unless they're up with the director up the back. Far left is all the audio. I mean, what's velvet rope doing? That's what I mean. I mean, what is it protecting? It's basically people saying, like, hey, cut this area off. Give them their own room then, if they're that important. There's 4,000 rooms at the G, all right? (laughs) The velvet rope isn't going to stop me from pressing the siren if I really so want to press separa- it. Is it. They're separated from everyone else. They're not separated. The two of them aren't separated by velvet rope. It's separate. It's just you and I in the same room now with a little velvet rope next to me. Why? Good question. <laughs> Good question. Anyway, that siren goes and uh, yep. the mood shifts to the most gloriously intense atmosphere. And I mean intense. The pit of your stomach just drops. Oh, no, I have to watch this fucking game now. Well, it's, it's happening now. Like the whole day, the build-up, the week, it's just, oh, fuck, it's on now. Yeah. You, your guts drop. My tonsils were getting tickled by my cags. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no, you probably don't. <laughs> I just stuffed my nuts back in just to breathe. So it went from this back-slapping hard fizz to, like, the last few minutes in the prison yard where you know you're trying to escape oh, you've that night. you have you? Yeah, well, I have actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> Serbian prisons don't count. No, but it's the last few minutes in the yard when there's a few of you, but here it's 124. Can I ask you, what was your radius of fans around you? What did you have awesome, around? Awesome, awesome, because you know what it was? Where I normally stand is dependent on the fans. It's around sure. that M8 to M12. I'm not sure. like loyalist like your brother. Entire bay in front of us were all pies, Right. And either side had a bit of Brisbane. But where we were was a bit of a mix and some youngsters as well, which was good. Some of the old guys are just really intense, but the young guys, it came into play later. They were really into the fact that like, we all acknowledged, like, okay, we're witnessing something here. This is Yes. Shit. But that siren goes and it's the prison yard moment of we're having a breakout attempt and we're going to go over that wall tonight. So it goes from rah-rah bullshit to shuffling in circles, breathing heavy, occasional nods to each other, like biting your lip, like, "Uh uh-huh, we on? Yeah, fuck off, we're on. Let's do this. Love it. Like, it's happening, you know? The game's a blur for me. It always is, though, because I stand and you don't get a great view. Did it feel fast? Did it feel slow? Did it feel like it It went really... oscillated. The ebbs and flows. I felt like we were never out of it, ever, but I also felt like we were never really on top, except maybe the start of the second term. Charlie kicks one. Yep. Whole crowd singing John Denver, belting it out of the top of our lungs. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John Denver. Really? <laughs> Can you believe it? Wow. Replaced by John fucking Denver. Amazing. But you know what killed me? I fucking hate, 
hate mm. goals on the siren from opposition teams. And Kill they got two. They did. First two quarters. I fucking hate it. That's a free 12 points. Have that. Easy. I know it makes no sense. It's a second points. either side. It is. But... Oh, it just so deflating. It fucking kills me. I hate it. I don't yeah. mind them scoring out of the centre bounce, whatever. But goals on the siren, and they got two of them. 12 free points. Half time, mm. a bloke in the second quarter bought me a beer. Mm. I was pretty vocal. <laughs> I was a Brisbane fan. How'd your sausage roll intake go at half time? Any, any food? Any, any eating? Uh, any nervous eating? No. <laughs> Didn't eat all day. All day. <laughs> no eating. Mate, like I said when I went to have the old, as they say in the medical industry, the old top and tail, the <laughs> colonoscopy and down the gullet. Afterwards, I kept getting the doc, dumb it down for me, doc. Dumb it down. He's like, Sonny, how can I put this? It's lifestyle issues. <laughs> Less liquids, more solids. <laughs> so you froze your beer. Yeah. I ate some rum balls. <laughs> so I started eating Christmas pudding when it wasn't Christmas. <laughs> so he gives me a beer. I don't know if it's because he's appreciating the fact that I'm vocal or if it's like I've got to shut this dude up. <laughs> Little does he know that that is the the fuel for the vocals. <laughs> yeah. So at half time, I whack the shoes on, run down to the bar and have a chat to Gary. Gazza. Gary, not not... Behind the bar, but Gary's the oh. old bloke who gives the pass outs. What are you doing there? Well, here's the thing. I said, Gary, it was like we we're talking in code. I mean, hypothetically, could someone take a few cans from the members and walk out with them and have no dramas? Because when I took them earlier, no one was really scanning or looking around. So I wanted to make sure I could smuggle piss out, basically. And he was awesome. What do you mean going out? You wanted to go out of the stadium? No, I went back downstairs into back into the members sure, section. Sure, sure. In sure, my shoes. Sure. sure. Back into the members section. I said, hypothetically, someone takes a few cans out of here to where they were standing. What would happen? He's like, well, hypothetically, it would depend on the person and how they could handle those beers. <laughs> so well, hypothetically. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Now, Gary, putting the pathetic in hypothetic. <laughs> I go, well, hypothetically, let's say that person can handle themselves and let's say that person promises not to change their demeanour. Would you hypothetically <laughs> look the other way? It's like, well, hypothetically, they'd need to conceal the cans well because it might hypothetically not just be someone like me at the gate. <laughs> no one's saying anything. So we're doing all this sort of shit. No one's saying anything. No one. Maybe this will refresh your memory. I don't know, it's still kind of hazy. How about this? Yeah, I remember him. I used to see him around. Why do you want to know? I can't tell you that. Well, maybe this will help. I really don't think I should. Yeah, you still don't think so? So what are you going to do about it, copper? Well, why should I tell you? Maybe this will help. I still don't think I should tell you. Can you spot me a 20? How about now? And the siren goes, the three-quarter starts. Well, hypothetically... Oh, fuck. And I'm down there going... If the eagle flies west over the juncture of the northern equinox, is the vernal spring a thing? Well, hypothetically. <laughs> and he sort of looks at me and goes, well, hypothetically, they can't. They just can't get caught. <laughs> that is the most annoying conversation. I was yes. loving it. Yeah, Yo, you would have loved that shit. I was loving it. A lot of nods, a lot of so, D. Yeah. ipso facto, did you get... I just walked in and went... <laughs> Four. Don't open them. Grabbed four cans, smuggled them straight out, gave a nod to Gary. Hypothetically, Gary, thank you very much. Gary, not hypothetically, very obviously just like gives a very mock look over his shoulder like he's looking <laughs> literally the other way, not hypothetically. Really appreciated the physical <laughs> gag, Gary. I get the pass off him and he looks at me, looks at the bag I've got that has four full cans of heavy in them and just slowly moves his head over <laughs> oh, his own shoulder. Gary. Hypothetically, shout out to Gaza. So we get back in there. <laughs> I give those guys a few cans. I run back down, do it again, so we've got plenty of grog. It gets to three-quarter time, and one of the great sort of sporting moments, I reckon, of my fandom career, because it was such a dong-ding battle. It was such a back-and-forth. One of the forth. big dong-dings of all time. One of the biggest dong-dings going around, Huge. mate. You could tuck it into your sock. It was couldn't that big you? a dong-ding. Couldn't you? Wrap it around donger. your neck in winter as a scarf. Oh, you could have scanned that and got straight in oh, if you had the real dong-ding. Oh, just knock the bloke out over Absolutely. the top with the dong-ding. <laughs> 
that's what would have been hanging out of the box if you stuck into with the box. Your yeah. dong ding would have been hanging out and giving it all away. Is that Gene Simmons' tongue? <laughs> Gene Simmons got a real dong dinger of a tongue. <laughs> Great if he had a zip for his mouth. <laughs> Gene, your fly's undone. He pokes his tongue back in. So three-quarter time, I mean, I, I haven't looked back at any of the games, so I don't even know what the score is, but it's within a kick or so and it's bouncing around. We all kind of mutely share this moment of raised eyebrows, all the fans around us, pies and, and lions, a lot of knowing nods, a lot of deep exhales, like, like there's a quarter to go here, like this is it, the next time we all sort of look at each other. But was it a, a look of like, how fucking good is this game? It was exactly that. It was... This is fucked. This is fucked. Shaking of the head, looking around, and then looking eyes, and a, a glowing kind of an you know, like the Mona Lisa, you can see in her eyes that she's smiling. That's why it's such a good painting. If you block off the face, you can see the eyes. You could tell. Didn't matter what jersey someone was wearing in the crowd, our eyes and our knowing looks were all like, "This is some fucking game. Mm. We are witnessing something incredible here." Yeah. Yeah. It felt like that in real time, which is really cool because normally you look back at something and you're like, fuck, that was a good game. In the moment, it was, oh, we, we could be watching a classic. We could be watching a fucking classic here. I didn't want to watch the last quarter. I was like, this is going to be too much. You didn't. So three-quarter time, <laughs> start sort of giving a bit of a clasped high five and a half hug to a couple of the guys around me and they're a really nice moment. I hate using the term organically, but especially the young blokes around us, the Pies fans... And Brisbane fans, we all just hugged it out. Opposition fans. Big fucking hugs. Amazing. Hey, whatever the result. Great game. We've all had a winning day. Wow. And no one really said anything. It was just known. And then once we sort of stopped that embrace and the tune went down and they're about to bounce up, see you on the other side. Hope you lose. Fuck you know? yeah. Jesus. How intense was that fourth quarter? It was a roller coaster. It's a blur. Emotionally, I just never, I thought in real time, the first team to kick three in a row or the first team to kick even two in a row will win this. Yeah, We're a momentum team in Brisbane at mm. the Gabba. When we get going, we get going hard. Yeah. And we're hard to stop. We're yeah. the smallest ground yep. from post to post. Yep. And that's why we're good. Bang, out of the centre, we win it, Fump, we're a chance. So I just thought if we get a little bit of momentum going, we're all right. I thought... There was another minute or so remaining because people were getting their phone out. All right, minute to go, minute 30, whatever. So when the siren went, it was it was a physical death knell. I dropped. I just hit the deck. I was barefoot by then. Thongs are gone, nothing. Just gone. Barefoot, dropped. Slunk out immediately. Did you leave immediately? I, I hit the deck and I had a hand on my shoulder. So I was just so, I was just, the air left me, my body. Hand on your shoulder? Yeah, and I looked up and it was this Brisbane bloke and he wasn't even looking oh. down at me. He just had his hand on my shoulder, like reassuring, like, yeah, I'm fucking there with you, man. And it was the Smash Mouth lead singer. He said, somebody just lost and they'll never <laughs> see their team win. That Pies fan over there has a grin. <laughs> he said, yep. He said, yep, your team is dead. Your window's closed. There's no louvers instead. So I fucking make a beeline, bit of a pat on the back from a few people, straight out blubbering, absolute blubbering mess. The emotion of the week, the emotion of the ticket fiasco, the game, everything in that moment crystallised and I just lost all energy. I was gone. Were you leaving? Were you heading out? Out. I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I needed to be out of that fucking ground. As much as earlier, four hours earlier, I'm wanted doing to anything all, to get in. Yep. I'm doing anything to get out. I just start wandering aimlessly <laughs> with the posture of a fucking horseshoe and a facial geyser of dejection. <laughs> just bawling, right? And I heard later from a few people, they're like, man, we saw you on Channel 7. What? On the, on the news. Yeah, apparently I was on a little grab. Sure. And I was like, please. Please tell me it was pre-game. <laughs> Please. Because pre-game, we'd be like, Yay, go Brisbane! Yeah, footies, Kraus! <laughs> Post-game, we'd be like, oh, try harder. It was that guy. It was the sad, homeless 40-year-old <laughs> bloke, barefoot, just bawling. Was it pre? Yeah, apparently. Oh, thank fuck. Thank fuck for that. So I'm emotionally drained. I'm completely spent. I, I didn't want to go home because I knew that would just depress me coming back here. That'll be too final. 
which would have ended it. But the easiest thing to do is to go and get absolutely fucking blind. Oh, there's no way I could talk to anyone, though, in that state. Like, honestly, I was done. I was completely empty. I couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah, just started walking just northwest. Started, just started walking. Pies fans reveling, but they're all still in the, the ground. So it wasn't too bad. But I'm like, well, if I go anywhere, I'm fucked. So I just walked. Nearest bottle, I bought a bottle of gin. And I thought, what am I going to do here? I need the closest place possible because I can't be just sit walk in the streets or in the park or at home or whatever. <laughs> so in the prayer, shout out, friend of the pod, Laura. Yeah. She lives closest in the CBD. Sent her a message, you're home. She goes, nah. And obviously she'd seen the result or whatever. She said, I'm not. Told me where the spare key was. You go and do what you got to do there. So that's what I did. Shout out to Laura. Oh, one of the great moves. I just sat on her balcony vaguely staring at the full moon occasionally sort of shaking my head and just thinking fucking what just happened but i was solo which was perfect quaffing an immensely stiff warm i didn't have the patience to look for her glasses and i just found this old jar of like lego's pasta or something like four brothers four brothers pasta just an old pasta sauce just a gin pasta just a gin pasta (laughs) It's that feeling of like, it's like when you trip over and you're like, is this happening? It's that like, did we did we lose? Did we just lose? Did we? Nah, we didn't. It's disbelief. It is. And it's, it's going to sound really selfish, but as a sports fan, all the stuff that led up to it, mm. so everything that people have had to sit through for the last two episodes. So obviously this is intolerable for everyone else, but it's a little time capsule for me. Yeah. So I appreciate everyone's tolerance. It's also a time capsule and intolerant for the SD card because we've run out of room, so we're now doing this ad hoc in the same room, 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 room. So if the audio is different, apologies. But if you've lasted this long, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Save yourself. Yeah. Fucking end it. Live your life. Yeah. Try harder. Go get some keys cut. <laughs> While you wait. And get your shoes polished. Hey, you know what else? I want to give a huge shout out to the Magic 8-Ball. The Magic 8-Ball. Right. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. A couple of weeks ago. I do. I asked the Magic 8-Ball. You did. Will we? Will we make the granny? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love the voice of the 8-Ball. Oh, the yes. 8-Ball's creepy as fuck. It's really creepy. Will I get a ticket? Looking good. <laughs> Will we win? Looks doubtful. They were right. Will I at least enjoy the experience? It is certain. Well, if you saw the state of me leaving the ground, that guy did not enjoy the experience. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck me all over. It was such a winning experience. It was a one for the ages. I laughed. I bawled. I roared. I overcame adversity and panic. I hugged mates and strangers. I had a nice cold beer and watched my footy team. Bathed in sunshine at the G in a grand final. And whilst the result still hurts, no one died. Nothing altered drastically for the worse. It just made a lot of people joyous. And some people that I really love happen to be Pies fans, so good on them. As far as uh, your average run-of-the-mill Saturday go, they don't come much better, Mastodon. Up into that. Up in. Sport's pretty shit like that, isn't it? By the way, who invented that eight ball thing? I mean, what madman? Hang on, I'll ask. <laughs> Who invented the eight ball? <laughs> Me, dickhead. <laughs> like some, it's something to be yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like looking up dictionary in the dictionary. It's the original Siri. Yeah. This is the eight ball. <laughs> hey, Siri, where can I get an eight ball? <sighs> I think it was a fulfilling grand final, even though you lost. Yeah. You had everything apart from the win. You got so everything. Yeah, not everything. <laughs> but you, you had, had everything apart from the one the thing you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're a Brisbane Lions supporter is sucks because they lost, but if you come in the perspective of someone who isn't a fan of these two teams, it's by far the best final I've seen probably ever. Oh, recency bias. There's been a lot of good ones. Well, the West Coast Collingwood one was unbelievable. I think, I think this one was way more dramatic, way more intense, and way more fulfilling, unfortunately, for the fans of the Pies. Yeah. But when they kicked the first few, I thought this could be one of the worst days of all time now. 
So mm. I'm not ignorant enough to think, ah, shit, we lost, therefore it's shit. No, it was unreal. What sport can do to your body and your mind mm. is just beyond anything. It's it's like the stages of grief. What is it? Dabda? Denial. Dabda. Yeah, dabda. Denial, anger, bargaining, despair, acceptance. I love it. I couldn't get into the ground. No, this can't be happening to me. It can't be happening. Denial. Fuck! Why didn't I get a fucking ticket normally? What am I doing? Anger. Bargaining. Can I get in your computer case, mate? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. My name's Gene Simmons. Despair. We fucking lost. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe we fucking lost. Acceptance. What a game. What a game. What a game. The next day I went to the fan zone. How was it? Fitzroy. I'm glad I went. But it was also, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. The players seemed to have taken it way better than the fans. <laughs> fans are like, I'm so sorry, Lockie. And he's playing with his kid being like, yeah, man, it's all so good. Really? Professional. Obviously. And that's something that I thought on the walk out of the ground. I was like, I'm a blubbering mess. How the fuck are these players going to regroup in their own lives, you know? Well, I think Fagan, as the good coach he is, kind of summed it up in the post-match press conference. He said... We've got a lot more finals in us. Yeah. His perspective of this, this team is really yeah. big. And it's just he, tough he's... to get so close, isn't it? Well, you don't want to go in there and say, you fucked it. You fucking idiot. That was your shot. That's it. <laughs> that is it. You think Kiss are going to come back and do it again? <laughs> no, they're not. And there is a man in this crowd who didn't think he was going to get in. And he did. And guess what? You fucked his day, didn't you? You, Charlie, you fucking... Don't get me started on you, Hipwood. You raffing a dull-looking, tall, fucking hey. string beam streak of piss. Shit game. McCarthy, you played really well. Hey. You played really well. Now, get out of my sights. 180. Another 180. Another 180. 180. Temporary 180, probably, but 180. Joey Danaher. Biggest 180 of all time. I've gone One of the complete. great... This what, is great that we're doing this. Built for finals. Built for finals. He had the face of a man that was ready. He was incredible. He, he, he not only was great in our finals campaign, he for once kept his feet, did all the things that you want a footy player to do. But you're right. When I saw his mouth agape, usual slack to sure. in the face, mm. I didn't think, oh, fuck, what's this guy going to do in front of goal or whatever. I was like, oh, fuck. He's on here. He's ready. He likes this. Joey's ready for yeah, the Yeah, he stage. likes his shit. So I've come 180 on Joe Danaher. What have we learned, mate? What have we learned? 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 Starsevic won't sleep for a good couple of months, but I think... I agree with Fagan. Look, this is Collingwood two seasons ago. Yeah, but it's Kick after five it. years as well. We've been there and thereabouts. Mm. Got to finish top two. Got to win the prelim. Got to make it to the G. Got to win that day. It's really fucking hard to Can't win. Can't lose at the Gabba. You don't lose at the Gabba. Mm. You've got a lot of talent still there. Fagan's a good coach. Joey's touching base with life. <laughs> don't <laughs> know what that, know that means. means. Starsevich will be reading Bobby Hill books for the next six months. Oh. Fucking man up on him. Mate, I learned that sport is the greatest thing on the planet. I, I, I didn't actually learn anything. I just sort of had it confirmed. What have we confirmed? Jez is one of the great men of all time. Yep. He's probably not an outwardly emotional man like me, so he probably freaked out when I sent him a long-winded, blubbering text about how much I love him after the game. <laughs> Tears. Those that, little things like that are what he enjoys in life. Mate, if you don't Probably enjoy that out. stuff, I don't want to be around you. It, yeah. That is the stuff that keeps the pulse pumping. I've learned that Smash Mouth and never having a comeback to the bare naked <laughs> ladies. And I've also learned that somebody once told me the eight balls never rung and this song <laughs> is really stuck in my head. <laughs> All right, mate, that's it from us. I don't know who's ever going to listen to this, but... Um, I'm glad I got it out of my system. It's a bit yeah. of a virus. We could have just chocked a modium into us and walked through the streets like we were travelling with a cold roll It'd be great if you could get rid of diseases just by talking about it for two hours. Oh, it's gone. I would have cured cancer. <laughs> hey, mate, neck up. <laughs> You're giving everyone a new strain of ear cancer. 
Anyway, uh, until we meet again, we'll be back with more fun and frivolity and less footy fears closure. We'll do a big catch-up pod when you're next back in town. It's good to have you in the same room. It's great. I can smell you. It's fantastic. I'm not too sure that sentence has <laughs> ever been said, but until we meet again, mate, I need you to know I love you. Yes. I love and you too. I want you to stay mint. I love you. Stay mint. Should we do one where we record? <laughs> Somebody wants <laughs> that fucking song. So hard on yourself. <laughs> Did they play this as he left the, the, the church? Yeah, this was the... <laughs> the pallbearers start doing that. <laughs> and he just pops out of the casket. Just jokes. Here's a new one. And they all look at each other. What was their follow-up scene? Oh, they had a couple, didn't they? They had fucking heaps. No, that I'm a Believer, which was a cover. Walking on the Fucking Sun, cover. Fucking stand. Can't get enough of you, baby. Yeah. They had heaps. Yeah, but that's I'm a Believer's not theirs. Walking on the Sun's not theirs. Can't get enough of you, baby. Is that one? Is that that's theirs? a cover. Honey, Fuck. I'm not dead. <laughs> Is just, that's him in the morgue. It's a cold place, and they say it gets colder. <laughs> Wait till the mold starts forming on me. Over, fucking hell. Weird how I had it easy. <laughs> hey now, you're dead. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're dead. <clears throat> what can we say about Smith? Oh, this song is the fucking worst thing ever. Guys, more accordion. What do you reckon? <laughs> we do like a little like synth accordion. Doesn't have enough accordion. Can we make it sound lamer? <laughs> no. We've tested ears across the land, and we can't actually make it any lamer. How do these fucking blokes sleep at night? Well, one sleeps permanently. <laughs> <laughs>